to the podcast of Lifehouse Church Adelaide. We hope that this message inspires you. To find out more about our church, our locations, or our teams, head to lifehouse.global. Now, enjoy this message from one of our amazing teams. Because you get songs that other people have written and you get to just express them. I'm kind of getting used to this whole preaching thing because it's words that God's giving me that I have to write down and express. So my name's Vanessa and I'm one of the lead pastors here with my husband, Tim. And I think the first thing that I do want to say is that we have a lot of new people here that are new to faith, you know, just discovering Jesus. And I want to let you know that God is here in this place. And when God comes in a certain way, it can bring on emotions. So you are welcome to cry. It's acceptable to cry. You know, at the end of this service, I'm actually going to open up this space down here, which is what we refer to as like the altar or just you making a decision to step forward in your faith in whatever way God's kind of prompting you to do. And when you come down here, if you're praying and you start shaking, that's actually quite normal. You know, that's God actually reaching in and grabbing stuff out of you, trauma, pain, past things that are hindering you from your walk with God. That's quite normal. And it's actually quite normal as well if someone prays for you and you fall over because that's God doing a deep work inside of you, all right? So I want to open that up that God can be in this place and do what God wants to do, right? I want you to be empowered to know that this isn't weird, this isn't what we're kind of feels a little bit weird because I remember my first experience of church and I walked in and I'm like why are these people putting their hands up I'm like this is uncomfortable this is a bit weird Um, why is that person on the floor I don't get that so I thought I'd just open it up to let you know that this is stuff that can happen and be open to God to move because that's why we're here we're positioning positioning ourselves in a place so God can just move in our lives. God can come and break chains. God can bring restoration. So just be encouraged. Like emotions are normal and it's cool to have them and it's cool to share them here. Amen. Amen. Let's be open with what God wants to do on your journey. So yeah, like I said, I want you to be prepared today to be challenged. I want you to prepare yourself that God may call you to come down the front. All right. All right. Yeah, two people are open to that. Yeah, that's all right. So last time I spoke, I encouraged us to constantly be asking ourselves a question, who am I? And the reason for that is it's so important to know who our identity comes from and where our identity is. And if you're a follower of Jesus, then your identity is being a follower of Jesus, right? The reason I want to remind you and encourage you of this is because I've been implementing it in my life and it's transforming it. Like I'm like, oh, this is a good word. I'll give it a go, right? The word that I spoke. <laughs> I'll give it a go, see, see what happens. And just the way that I'm tackling situations or looking at situations is changing because I'm going, who am I? I'm a follower of Jesus, so instead of responding with anger, now how do I respond? So that's what I mean by asking the question, who am I, before you enter into situations. You know, I think about, like, one of my favourite stories is the story of how Taylor and Adele met each other. 
So if you know Adele, Adele's kind-hearted, she's gentle, she's full of grace. Taylor's amazing, she's a beautiful person. So the first interaction that they had was Taylor's first week at church where she cut Adele off at the roundabout. Now, Adele didn't react, right? Because she's full of grace, beautiful person. But imagine if Adele did react. See, like, I've heard both sides of the story, and Taylor's like, yeah, I cut this person off, and they drove into the car park at church, and so did they. Could you imagine if Adele responded with abuse and anger and flipped her off? I know it's an extreme. I, I, we go to road rage because it's just a lot of people experience it. But imagine if Adele responded that way and then drove behind Taylor into church, into the church car park. Taylor would have done a U-turn and never come back. You know, our transformation helps others transform. You know, the way that we interact with other people helps them see Jesus. It's really important. It's not just here on the Sunday. It's every single day. It's all the actions that we take. Who am I? I'm a follower of Jesus. So how do I act in this situation? So yeah, I just want to recap, encourage you on that one. Keep going with that. Keep reminding yourself who you are. Because yeah, it's been super beneficial for me. Because, you know, if we're not deliberate, we fall back on our old habits. So let's be deliberate. Let's be deliberate in reminding ourselves who we are. We're followers of Jesus. And then going on that journey of discovering what that means. You know, what does it mean to act like Jesus in different situations? So I'm going to get on to my message. My message today is titled, Where Feet May Fail. So who here remembers the song, Oceans? Anyone, put your hand up if you sung it, if you remember it. And I keep them up. It's quite a few people because I'm going to talk about it a little bit. So I need to know that a majority of the crowd is like, yeah, I get it. Because if two people put their hand up, I'd be like, oh, maybe I didn't, didn't get that right. You know, maybe that's not the word that I'm meant to be speaking today. But can we get the lyrics of the bridge up on the screen? Thank you, guys. I was going to sing it, but you know when you go around to like sing happy birthday and someone has to pitch that note, right? I'm not game for that today. (laughs) I want to pitch this one. But the lyrics of the bridge is, Spirit lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Saviour. If you know the song, it's a beautiful song. And what an incredible statement, what an incredible commitment that we made to God, right? When I was leading this song in worship, I used to like have this thought come through my head, don't sing it unless you want God to bring it, right? This is really powerful, guys. This statement is incredibly powerful because you've just said to God, hey, whatever you want me to do, I'm open for it and let's go, Come on, church. Let's go. Let's do it. You know, the song's talking about oceans. And the first line of the song is, you call me out upon the waters, right? So if you think about the ocean, even in the most calmest moments, the ocean is always moving. You're calling me out into something that's unknown. It's not consistent. It's uncomfortable. He's calling us out into the uncomfortable. And the reason I'm bringing up this song, you know, I feel like this is my 
heart song. It just won't leave my head. It won't leave my heart. It was released 10 years ago. We've been singing this song for so many years and declaring this commitment. Can I get it back up on the screen? Scream? On the screen to God for 10 years. We've been declaring this commitment. I can't get it out of my heart. I can't get it out of my head. And I feel like it is my life song. So you know when you meet people and they have a life verse? They're like, this is the verse that God has given me. This is the verse that, you know, when troubled times come, I hold on to this verse. And they tend to have this beautiful story that's connected with their life verse, right? This is my life song. But it doesn't come out in a beautiful, like, oh my gosh, God brought peace here or God did this. It more comes out when I'm like, God's like, hey, Vanessa, I want you to do this. And I'm like, I don't want to do that, God. And it starts playing, spirit. <sighs> yep, okay, I'll do that. Or God's like, Vanessa, I want you to pray for that person. And I'm like, God, I'm at an MMA fight right now. I really don't want to do that. But there I am on the floor praying for somebody. And I'm like, you know, spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. You know, that's how it works for me. It's this constant reminder of the commitment that I made to him, because this is really just an articulation of what it is to follow Jesus. You know, whether you've declared this song or not, when you put your hand up and say, Jesus, I believe in you, Jesus, I give my life to you, this is what you're signing up for. This is what you're committing to, is a life that has uncomfortable elements. Let's not shy away from things that are uncomfortable and things that stir up feelings because we want to be comfortable and we don't want to feel those things because that's where God is in the middle. That's where God is bringing healing. That's where God is bringing growth. Come on, let's not shy away and go, oh no, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't. Do he can do it. Do we believe that he can do it? Do we have faith that God can do it? If he's called us to do it, is he going to come and rock up? Is he? Is he? So yeah, that is my life song. And I feel like this song just keeps playing in my spirit. And I know that God's using it as a reminder of the commitment that I made to Him, but I really do believe that He wants me to share that this is a commitment and a reminder to the commitment that the church has made to Him. You know, you think about it, 10 years since this song's been released, right? I think about the last time I sung it, the last time I led it, because when I hear this song, I don't just hear the song, I see myself leading people in worship with this song. I see people in the congregation with tears pouring out of their eyes and them completely surrendering their life to Jesus. You know, it was a commitment and it's a continuous commitment, but in 10 years, a lot has happened in our lives. I think about, for us personally, things have happened, but together we've been through COVID, we've been through isolation, we've been through so many things collectively that have caused us to not have the same commitment. And I want to encourage us this morning, this isn't a word of condemnation, this is a word of, hey, let's get back into it. Hey, let, we committed our lives to Jesus. Let's start pushing more into Him. Let's stop allowing the things that are going on in our world. There's wars, there's all sorts of things that are happening, but our commitment's to Jesus Christ. Come on, let's push back into Him. Let's get back into His Word. Let's get back into prayer. You know, let's be encouraged that we made this commitment and not discouraged because our God is a good God. 
You know, we're here to surrender to Jesus, not to a church, not to a pastor, not to a job, not to a dream, not to a word that God has given you, not even a vision that God has given you, but to Him. To Him. It's the most important relationship as a follower of Jesus that we can have. And I I did this for a long time. I used to think that surrendering to Jesus was His external expression. So it was a bit like, here you go, Jesus, have my life. You know, here Jesus, have the will, if, if you like to put it that way. Here's my life, God. But it's this, God, here, here is my life. Here is some anger that's sitting inside of me, God. I surrender that to you. Can, can bring healing, because he can. But he can't do things if we don't surrender those things. It's not just this outward expression. It's the stuff inside It's the pain in your heart. It's the sadness you feel. It's the things that haven't gone the way you thought they were going to go. The disappointment, the the things that are sitting inside of us that aren't of God. He wants you to surrender them to Him so that He can bring healing, that He can bring His Word in, that He can come in and transform what it is that's going on inside. It's a surrender and it's an everyday surrender. So when you start asking the question, who am I? I'm a follower of Jesus and I surrender my life to Jesus. What I do is the things that I see him do. Now, the story of oceans is actually based on Matthew 14, 22 to 33. And it's the well-known story of Jesus walking on water. And it says this, Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake. While he sent the people home, after sending them home, he went up to the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it really is you, tell me to come to you, walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. There's a few things I wanted to kind of pull out of this, right? Number one is Jesus told them to get in the boat. And Jesus told them to get into the boat. And they started fighting heavy waves. So they spent the night in a very uncomfortable place. Like I know for myself, I'd be sitting in that boat going, Jesus, why'd you tell me to get in here? This seems so unnecessary. Like why do I have to endure this? You, this doesn't have to be this way. Sitting in the boat, being tossed about, Jesus told them to get in the boat. The second thought that I had was the disciples believed in ghosts. No, it's not. That's not the second thought I had. Other translations says it's a spirit. They're like, oh, look at that thing out there. Because they've spent the night 
not sleeping. They've spent the night just being beaten up by waves. And it's like, they look, maybe they're thinking they're hallucinating, looking out, they're going, is that a ghost? Is that a spirit? What is that, you know? Like a corporate hallucination. I don't know if that's a thing, but here we go. The third thought I wanted to bring out is that fear can steal your faith. I thought about Peter stepping out of that boat after that night, hectic night, restless night, no sleep, completely. I would be so overwhelmed. Now, I know I'm not a fisherman, so it's a different situation, but like being rocked back and forth, I would just be like, seriously, Jesus, can we just go get on land, have some food, have a break? Like, do we really have to test the faith right now? Like, come on, God. But Peter was looking for Jesus in the midst of everything that was going on. And he saw the opportunity when Jesus was walking on the water to ask him to step out of the boat and focus his eyes upon Jesus. You know, I just picture that moment, like, would I even have the courage to do that? Would I even see Jesus in that moment after being battered by waves and going, God, why'd you put me in this situation in the first place? Like, come on, like, it could have been done differently. This is, I've got plan A, plan B and plan C. These are all better ways that this could have been handled. But here I am right now in this boat looking at what I thought was a ghost or I don't know what that was, but I'm going, hey, God, if it's you, I'm going to do it. If it's you, I'm going to step out of the boat and I'm going to stand on water that's like, not calm water. Calm water is uncomfortable to stand on, but it's easier to stand on calm water and become comfortable with the uncomfortable than it is to stand on water that's like wavy and uncomfortable and the wind is everywhere. But I just thought about Peter having his eyes fixed on Jesus and then how disappointing it would have been for him when he saw the, when the fear came in and just he starts to sink and he starts to sink And he's in a position where he actually can't get himself out of it. He actually has to cry out to God and go, God, help me. God, help me. Without you, I'm going to drown. You know, you called me into this place, but without you, I'm going to drown. You know, how many places in our lives do we have that situation happening? How many areas are we allowing God to be the only thing that's actually going to get us through that situation? Now, I'm not saying let's put ourselves in dumb situations. I'm saying when God says, walk out on the water, are we prepared to do it? Are we prepared to do it? Are we prepared to take that step forward and go, yeah, God, I'm going to keep my eyes fixed on you. This is all happening around me. I've had a terrible night's sleep. Oh, my back hurts, whatever it is. Like, God, my eyes are on you and I'm going to keep walking forward and I'm going to keep walking forward and I'm going to keep walking forward because I have to. I have to keep reaching out to you because I've got nothing else. I've got nothing else. So from those thoughts, the questions that I wanted to ask is, in your life, where do you fear? You know, we, like, if it's heights, and that's cool. Like, if you don't want to jump out of a plane, that's cool. That's a natural fear, like, because it's weird that you're up that high. And, but if God calls you to jump out of a plane, then perhaps you should, you know. I'm talking about maybe it's, Instead of somebody going, well, someone asking you, hey, what did you do on the weekend? You're like, oh, nothing. Maybe it's just saying, hey, I went to church. I went to a space where I believe that God is and I worship with 
people that are like-minded and God rocked up and did something life-changing. You know, maybe it's a fear of not being able to articulate your faith so that that person gets it straight away. Just live it. Allow the Word of God to transform you and let that come out. And when you do that, then when you talk to people about Jesus, it takes the pressure off because maybe God's calling you to do something you don't want to do. You know, six months ago, I was a personal trainer. I wasn't a pastor. Six months? No, 12 months. Oh my gosh, it's gone quickly. You know, I knew what God wanted to do, but I couldn't see a pathway forward here. And I'd got to a point where I was really burnt out. And I went, you know what, I'm going to do my own thing. And God was gracious and He let me do my own thing. It was hard work. I enjoyed it. But then God was like, partway through, three months into doing personal training, He's like, Vanessa, I want you to go back to church. And I'm like, I don't want to. I want to do my own thing. Like, I love this. This is great. I was looking at all the things that were really positive about it. And I had to lay it down again. So many times I've had visions about what I want for my life, but it's not what God wants. It's what I want and I have to let it go and I have to lay it down because the greatest place that any person could be is in the will of God for their life. We all have things we have to lay down and sometimes they're incredibly painful. Sometimes, I don't think they're ever easy. I think it's generally incredibly painful and we don't always like to sit in that place of pain and we don't always like going through the process of giving up stuff, especially when we hold it really close to our heart or our identity or whatever it is. I know it was fear. I know if God asked me, why do you doubt me? I, I would have been in the area of like what I'm supposed to do with my life because I doubted that God could use me. When I first walked into this church, I doubted God could use me. I doubted that anyone cared that I was even here in this building. I want to encourage some people today. If you're sitting there going, God can't use me, He absolutely can. He's using you right now. You being in this room as you standing and saying, well, sitting and saying, I have faith in Jesus, so I'm going to position myself in this place with other believers. That's God using you because you're encouraging the people next to you. You know, you coming in and saying good morning and participating in worship and being part of this church and serving and encouraging. You're encouraging people. God is using you. Don't doubt it, but don't think that there's not more that He can do. Don't think that God doesn't have more for your life. Don't think that you're introverted so you can't do stuff. I don't like public speaking. I'd, I would prefer to be at home, like, I don't know, doing something different. <laughs> That's not in front of a large crowd. This is not my natural place that I like to be. I am naturally really shy. But here I am because of what God wants to do in my life, not because of what I want to do. So I want to encourage you guys. I'm going to open up the altar. Where in your life do you fear and where do you doubt? If you know that fear is stopping you and you want prayer, come down the front. We're going to have a prayer team here. Another thing is if you are new and you want prayer, laying hands on people that's something that is biblical to do but let us know if you don't want us to do that okay 
We want you to be able to come down and feel like you can connect with God this morning. If you want to start a journey with Jesus today, why don't you come down the front? Why don't you step out of the boat? Because I believe God wants to do some suddenlies this morning. But I also believe that God wants us to take some steps on the journey. Because our God is the God of suddenly, but He's also the God of the journey. And we require both in order to fulfill what it is that God has planned for our lives. You see, I've had multiple suddenlies, but my trust and my faith has only become stronger through the journeying with God. There is so much more that's become deeper, not because of the suddenly, but because of the journey. I encourage you, acknowledging that He has a better plan for my life and for your life, let's just lay it down at His feet. It's a safe space because our God is a safe God. You know, we're going to sing the song, Oceans. And I want to encourage you this morning. Like I said, it's, not a, it, it's a commitment that we made, but we made it when we said yes to Jesus. So this morning, why don't we just allow God, just give it back to Him. Just say, God, look, if there's areas where I fear, if there's areas where I'm doubting God, just help me, to, help me with my unbelief, Lord. Help me to give my life back to You and what it is that You have planned if I've wavered, Lord. Thank you so much for tuning in to that amazing message from our team here at Lifehouse Church in Adelaide. To find out more or to submit a prayer request or connect with us as a church, simply head to lifehouse.global. God bless you.